Welcome to Behind the Writer, the podcast about what the heck happens after you finally finish that novel. I'm your host, Julie Vade, and I'm here with my fellow indie authors to dive into the good, the bad, and the ugly of writing and publishing a novel. Today, I am joined by Bianca Gray. She graduated from the University of Virginia with a bachelor degree in English, and she also received a master's degree from the same institution in English education. She's a former eighth grade English teacher, and Bianca has always had a love of literature and wants others to discover and cultivate that within themselves. She currently resides in New York with her now husband and rambunctious Shih Tzu and the most adorable kitty cat. Bianca, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so um, we're going to just jump right into it. So let's start with, do you want to tell me about the books that you have published right now? I know you have a duology right now or a series, and then you have Violent Shadows, and you just released your um, the like writing planner journal, right? Yeah, I have five books and then one writing planner. Yeah, I have The Celestials. It's part of the Asidus Chronicles. It's a fantasy series, a YA fantasy series, and that has two books out in the series right now. But I plan for it to be, I think, like six books long. So wow, definitely really long. A really long series. Um, and then I have uh, Violent Shadows, which is a YA dystopian book, and that is a planned series as well, but I don't know how long I want it to be. Um, and then I have a romance sports paranormal romance sports book called fine it's about a ghost who falls in love with a basketball player and then i have a poetry book and then i have uh, the writer planner awesome that's so exciting what made you want to do the planner from you know writing your own books oh i was like watching a video on tiktok and somebody was talking about how like there wasn't like a planner to, that has like a checklist for self-publishing, like a self, self-publishing planner. And I was like, oh, that's like an actually really great idea. And also like, I really need something like that where I can write it down like in a journal. Yeah. And so, yeah, I decided to make that. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely needed because I feel like when anybody starts out in self-publishing, like there's, it's like you Google and there's like 50,000 different, everything says something different. And it's like so hard to know how to get, like get started. So that's really great that you did that because I'm sure it's going to be very useful <laughs> for a lot of people. <laughs> <I hope so. laughs> All right. So what originally got you into um, writing? What kind of started that interest for you? So I started reading when I like learned how to read like at five years old. Um, yeah. My dad would take me to the library um, every two weeks. And I would get like a huge stack of books and um, I would read all of it in two weeks. And then eventually, I think like in fifth grade, I was like, I have so many story ideas that I wanted to like put down on paper. Obviously, when I was in fifth grade, I was not a good writer, but I was trying to write anyways. And I would like share it with my dad and stuff and yeah, that's like what got me into writing. It's just I my imagination was going wild from reading all of these stories and I wanted to make my own. That's so awesome. I feel like I used to when I was younger, I would like whenever I would read something or like watch a show, I'd be like, but what if this happened? And I'd be like yeah. editing them like in my mind. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I want it to ha- like have it go into a different subplot or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, what is this character like? Like, I want to know their story. Like, what if their background was like this? It's crazy. Yeah. 
And I also wrote fan fiction. I don't know if you wrote fan fiction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, really into fan fiction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like who wasn't back then? That's true. <laughs> awesome. Um, so you said it are all of your books YA or just the um, fantasy series? The fantasy series and the dystopian one is YA. And okay. then the romance one is technically new adult because characters are older but it's written a lot like YA too okay how do you feel about new adult not being like a category it's not a category well like in like traditional publishing oh I don't know that's kind of weird to me I I thought it was a category I don't know why yeah I also thought it was a category and then I was talking to another author who was saying how when she was trying to work with like a traditional publisher and she was marketing as like new adult they were like uh, that's not a thing. It's either young adult or it's adult. So you need to like change it and make it one or the other. She's like, what? <laughs> I love new adult. I think, I think yeah. it's really good. Cause yeah, it's like, I feel like that's a good category. Yeah. Cause it's like older characters, but I really love YA writing, like the writing style of why. And so I, I like new adult. I don't know why it needs to be either adult or I agree. I just like to ask that question because I just think it's so funny how there's like new adult and I don't know. It's crazy. Anyway, so you, so you kind of answered this, but um, yeah, like what, like, why did you want to write in like the young adult, new adults type age range? I just really like why I, that's all I read really. I don't think I read adult books necessarily i don't like spicy books really i i read them but like i skip over like the spicy scene it makes <laughs> me, me really uncomfortable i don't know why <laughs> i'm like i even know i feel weird saying that but I, it does make me uncomfortable so like i do love just ya books i just think they're more like exciting i guess or maybe i haven't read like an adult book that i think is exciting yeah i feel like there's more like the creativity and like just like how kind of just like out there the stories sometimes are with YA as opposed to like adult where they're less likely to like I don't know like I feel like adults are more like they need like a more relatable story maybe and then like young adult you can just kind of be like and then there was this dragon that came out of nowhere and ate everyone like you can just put in random stuff and it's like yeah this is fine (laughs) yeah exactly and then also like I don't want to say that YA writing is like more simple but I do feel like if you're going to write adult, I feel like adult writing needs to be a lot more like, I don't know, like prosy, not like. Yeah, like sophisticated. Yeah, yeah, like super sophisticated. And unfortunately, I don't think I can write like that. So I was like, I'm going to write YA. <laughs> oh my God, that's the same thought process I had when I started writing. And I was like thinking about what I was writing. And then I was like, I feel like an adult would just be like. This is too simple. So I was like, I don't think I should categorize this as adult. Like, I don't think I'm that fancy. My words are just not fancy. That's how I feel too. I'm glad you feel that way because I thought it was just me. And I was like, huh. No, I definitely feel that way. Okay, good. So let's go into... I want to talk about what your writing process and the publishing process has been like. Um, So what's... Let's start with, like, maybe, like, one of the books that you published, like, earlier, like, one of your first books, and then kind of we can go into, like, how maybe it's changed through, like, the books that you've gone through. Okay, yeah. So, um, with The Celestials, I, like, writing process-wise, I just wrote every day, and I didn't really have, like, a plan necessarily. I had it in my head because I've been thinking about it for the past, like, six years, like, Mm -hmm. in my head, but I didn't, 
I just really kind of let the story go wherever it wanted. And then with Fine as well, same thing, just like just went with how it was going. But with Violent Shadows, I had to like plan out some chapters. Like I had to like see Mm -hmm. what was going to happen ahead of time um, in order to like get it finished. Same with uh, The Dragon King. I had to like plan it out to like get it finished. I'm at this point where like I can't just write and it just like comes to me. Like I have to. I have to plan it out or it's not, I'm just not going to finish it because it just like doesn't come to me anymore. I don't know okay. why. Yeah. I mean, like, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I just feel a little burnt out. I think publishing wise, it's the same. I just find like a cover designer and then hire somebody to do the cover, but I format it myself. Usually, usually I find yeah. like art and then I format it myself and then I also edit myself. I know that people didn't do that, but I have worked as a copy editor. I'm a copy editor. Oh, good. Yeah. If you have the skills. Yeah. Yeah. I feel confident editing it myself. So that's how I, I just, to save money, I edit myself. Yeah. The beta readers and like having somebody like a friend who reads a lot, she like reads my books and like tells me what she thinks about it before I go to beta readers and then all that stuff. So yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like, I'm always so jealous because editing is honestly like the most expensive part of like publishing a book in my opinion. And so like, I'm always like, I wish I had like the skill set to be like confident in like editing my own work, but I just like, don't have, like, I'm in like my regular job. It's like a math science, like a science, like healthcare job. So I have like no English backgrounds, like besides like standard classes in school, obviously, but like, I just don't have the confidence to be like, I can edit this myself. Like, I still don't know where comedy go half the time and like I just <laughs> I just I just wish I had those like background skill to be able to do that I, I google a lot so just to remember things yeah. especially comma rules yeah, yeah. I also google but I google like what does this word mean or what's another word for <laughs> whatever <laughs> I do the same thing like synonyms for this word yes so I feel like half of me writing is stopping and going I can't think of this word Google's 10,000 things that might come up with the right word. (laughs) Uh, I need to be more organized. (laughs) No, I I feel you. I also need to be organized. Oh my God. Um, So are you, where do you publish on like KDP or Ingram Spark? I publish on both. I publish on KDP and Ingram Spark. I buy my own ISBN numbers. I buy like the 10 pack. I still haven't finished it. It's like, it's a good deal, I feel like. Yeah, and I thought so too. I get, I did the same thing. I think it's a good deal too. <laughs> it's a great deal. Yeah, I just and I use um, vellum for formatting, and okay. then I use InDesign for formatting the um, covers. Yeah. Cool. Do you feel like there's a big difference between KDP and Ingram Spark? Because I am still trying to learn how to use Ingram Spark. I don't know how to do it. And so, but I don't know if it's like worth it. Do you feel like it's worth it to be on both? Like, what's the difference between them? Um, I think it's worth it mostly because I don't like how Amazon does their um, hardcovers. I like having a dust jacket and then having something underneath. So, that's why I really like Ingram Spark. And then Ingram Sparks also like puts in like Barnes and Nobles and like other websites. And so that's what I like. But most of most of the sales come from Amazon. So Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily worth it, but I just like having it. Well now it's free, right? Didn't they take away the fee on Ingram Spark? So now it's probably more worth it. 
Yeah, I'm so happy you took away the fee, especially because like I would upload it and then I would have to change something and then there's like a revision fee and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this is oh, no. Yeah, that's like what got me thinking about Ingram Spark again was because I saw they had like, you know, they were advertising how they got rid of the fee. So I was like, oh, maybe I should like look into that again. So they also do like paperback and hardcover like pre-orders too, if you want to do that, because Amazon doesn't do that. Yeah, I know. I'm always so bummed about that because I want to put it on pre-order. But the only thing you can pre-order is like the eBooks on Amazon. And I'm like, yeah, but I want people to pre-order like the paperback and, you know. All right, I'm gonna get on to Ingram Spark. I've decided. <laughs> Do it. Join it. Join us. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. So let's go into so in your stories, are there any like messages or like characters that you really want to include to like put in, you know, put out there with your work? Yeah, I think I talk about racism a lot in my stories. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I do it on, necessarily on purpose, but like when I read back, like there's a lot of like racial, like elements in there. Yeah, a lot of my characters are uh, characters of color, and then mm-hmm. I've noticed that a, yeah, it's just like it's definitely definitely like a commentary. I think sometimes about race, but what I purposely put in there is I always try to put like Asian characters in there either the main characters Asian or somebody Mm -hmm. else I'm half Korean and I never really saw myself in books and so like Violent Shadows the main character is half Korean and that like made me excited and like um in the Celestials I've I've heard that it's not as obvious but Kalan and like Kai are both Asian and Rhea, I've made it kind of, like, ambiguous. She's uh, the god of death. I've made it ambiguous because okay. I wanted her to be kind of, like, mixed, but I didn't know whether I wanted to necessarily make it, like, oh, she's half Asian or maybe she's, like, a quarter Asian or something. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I have a lot of, like, Asian characters in my books. Yeah, no, that's really good because it's it's true. It's, it's hard to find, um, you know, a lot of people that you can relate to, I think, in in books. So I think that's really awesome that you're doing that. Yeah, there's a lot more now, though. Growing up, I felt like... Yeah, but, um, yeah, right. Now I think it's more of, like, there's more, like, awareness, and I think people are, like, thinking about that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I feel like it used to not be like that at all. Yeah, years ago, it was not. (laughs) I'm sure you know more than me, but it's, yeah, I think it's a lot better now. All I had was Claudia from the Babysitter's Club. Okay. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's good for you. That's awesome. And so what has been the biggest challenge for you through, you know, writing and publishing and the whole process over the years? Um, definitely imposter syndrome. Yes. (laughs) I have that question later too. (laughs) Yeah. It's really hard. I'm just like, I don't think I'm a good writer, but then like, I'm like, but I have these stories to tell, you know? So like, I'm like, I'm just going to tell these stories. And hopefully people like them. But then I get really, like, in my head about yeah. how I am as a writer. Yeah. It just, yeah, I, I'm like, I'm, am I really an author? I always tell people I'm not really an author. I, I'm self Yes, you are. <laughs> you know? And then people are like, you are an author. You have books. And I'm like, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> They're not real books. They're just there. People read them, but it's not, like, it's not like serious, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm always downplaying it. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, oh my god, like, recently at my regular job, like, um, 
when I published my second book, like I posted about it on like my personal Facebook page. So, and so like some of my coworkers were like, Oh my God, like I didn't know that you write. I saw your thing. Like, congratulations. I was like, Oh yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> I, like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's okay. They're okay. Books. I don't know. <laughs> It's like the worst when people you know are like reading your book. Like my friend will be like, I'm reading your book right now. I'm like, please just don't tell me anything. Like, I don't want to know what you think about it. I know my, my husband is reading one of my books now and he's like, yesterday he was like texting me like comments and he's like, you know what you should have done in the pod is you could have done this. And I was like, I, I, don't talk to me. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. It's published. <laughs> it's already published. I'm not changing it now. <laughs> oh my God. But how do you, how do you kind of deal with that? Like, how do you keep your spirits up and like keep writing even though with imposter syndrome? Right now it's really bad. I was like, I don't know if you noticed, but I haven't put out a novel since October, which is a long time. Um, so I've been really struggling with um, trying to keep my spirits up and making myself feel like a good writer just because yeah. I think I've written so fast and published so fast last year that I'm like, when I read over what I'm writing now, I'm like, I use like so much of the same, because my writing style is the same, you know, like I write the same, but I'm like, this is like everything I've written. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the way yeah, that I write, yeah, the way I know what you I mean. Change the way that I write, but like I, I can't. And then I'm like, yeah, I just get really in my head about it. So right now I really am struggling with that. But I think just trying to get the story down is like the most important thing that I'm yeah. trying to do. And then my husband's really good at just like, he thinks that what I have written so far in this book that I'm writing right now, he's like, this is really great. Like, it's not really like everything that you've written, you know, it's different. So don't feel like so like in your head. So like having that support yeah. is like, really important, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I am struggling with it right now. <laughs> yeah. I think there's also like a balance between like, because um, I have this discussion with my husband a lot because I want to, like I'm trying to publish another book by the end of the year and I just published one um, at the beginning of June. And so, <laughs> but, oh, thank you. <laughs> um, and so my husband is like, well, you want to make sure that, you know, you have, you want to make sure the quality is as good as it can be. So he's like, don't, you don't like rush to like publish all these books. And I was like, I agree. But on the other hand, they say that like, you should be publishing how, I don't even know the exact months that they recommend, but how, you know, you got to publish decently frequently so people can like, you know, you can make your name for yourself and people are still interested in your work. So it's like a balance between like, you want to get your work out there but you also want it to be good. And it's like, yeah. it's hard to know like how fast you should be publishing things, you know? Yeah. And like, there's some people that publish every month and I'm like, how do you do this? <laughs> like, <laughs> I yeah. can't do it, you know? I feel like sometimes the, I feel like it just takes so long too. Like you're editing your own book, but like I like pay an editor. And so it's like, you also have to look at like their availability and like the editor that I use. Sometimes they're like booked out for like a few months. So I can't even yeah. like get in. So I like want to publish it, but then I'm like, stuck in this timeline like the editor has to do it and then after that so I have to have somebody like I read it a couple times and it's like sometimes you're just stuck in this timeline where you're like this is as fast as I can do it yeah oh that sucks though that you have to wait so I've heard that um yeah. editors have like long weeks but yeah that sucks that you have to wait that long for it yeah. to get edited. you know and it's just it's a struggle but like I said I don't I don't have the skill set to do it myself so I'm like 
Somebody's had to edit it. <laughs> it. Can't be me. It's going to be really bad if it's me editing it. So I got to wait. <laughs> yeah, editing's really important. I did no. watch like a video where it was like because editing's so expensive. Like it's like over a thousand dollars, right? Yes. Depending on how long your book is and or how much you're getting edited. Mm-hmm. Um, which is expensive, especially for us indie authors, I feel like, because it's all out of pocket. Yeah. But I did read it was like, or I or watched a video where somebody was saying like, it was like when you put out something and you put it out because you want your work to be out there and everybody deserves, I think, to be an author and like try to polish it as much as you can. But someday, like if you, if that book makes, you know, money or whatever, you can take that money and then reinvest it into that book and then, um, republish it after it was edited and i think that's like a really also a good way of looking at things like definitely make it the best you can be but if you can't like afford it you know then you know just take the money that you make from that book someday and then just like you know put it in that's how i feel yeah no that's a good idea because i i feel like i was reading i was rereading one of my books the other day that i like already published and I like found like a, you know, like a word that was not supposed to, that yeah. was, it's not the right thing. And I was like, oh God, but I was like, I'm not going to re-upload the whole thing just for one word. So I was like, I don't know, maybe one day if there's something else I also want to change about it, I can like read, you know, do a second edition or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, it's too much to change every little thing. <laughs> I, like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what has surprised you, either in a good way or a bad way, um, across the whole writing and publishing process? I think what surprised me is, like, after you publish your book, that people read the book and they like it. (laughs) I'm like, you like what I wrote? You know? That's insane to me. Like, you like the story? Like, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's what the most surprising thing, especially for like uh, the Celestials. I was really shocked that people really did enjoy it. Like people in like the reviews, like they really like it. And I'm like, I felt like this was like a really weird book, like a very odd book. In my opinion, I thought it was odd. So that's why a little worried about people kind of liking it. It's also really hard for me to market it because I feel like it's odd. And so but yeah, but people liked it and I was like really shocked by it. So yeah. That's good. Listen, I feel like there is an audience for everything. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there who like want odd books. Like they're literally like, what's the, like, I need to find something that's just like a little off the beaten path. You know what I mean? Like I think yeah, yeah. there's definitely a good bargain for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope so. Hopefully people, people read it. I know, but yeah, I totally agree. Like every time when I do like um like arc readers and stuff, like every time I like they like post about it afterwards, I'm always just like scared to open the like thing cuz I'm like what if they hated it? Like this is going to be terrible. And then every time it's like they like it and I'm like oh my god, they liked it. <laughs> yeah, I'm always so shocked. I'm like how how do you like it? I know, like it's not that good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's hardly a book (laughs) it's an okay book i was like why do you love it so much (laughs) it's okay i try it could be better i don't know (laughs) all right so that's good i'm glad that i'm glad that that's pleasantly surprising (laughs) yeah i think that's Uh, the most yeah for sure um all right so we already talked about imposter syndrome like I find it hard to read a lot because I compare myself <laughs> to other books. Do you ever have that problem? 
No, yeah, I do. And then also if I'm like editing at that moment and I'm reading a book, then I'm editing the book and I'm like, what's happening? (laughs) 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 But yeah, I always compare myself. But sometimes it makes me feel better, actually. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll read a book and I'm like, actually, I kind of write similarly. So (laughs) I'm like, okay, I feel like my writing's not that bad, you know? Or maybe I'll read a book and I'm like, it's not my you know, cup of tea. And I'm like, okay, I think, you know, it makes me feel better sometimes, you know? Yeah. yeah. But then other times if I read, oh my gosh, I don't know if you've read A.E. <laughs> Jurgens. I don't know if you've read any of her books. I didn't. That's okay though. <laughs> no, she's an indie author too. Okay. Um, and I read her books, Ashling. Her writing style is like, her prose is just like so good. And I'm like, how? You know? And when I yeah. read that, I'm like, like, I'm just like I can't. Yeah, like, I could never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are some like books where I'm like, but sometimes I do feel a little like, oh, I'm writing within the genre, so I feel okay, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I feel like that's so hard. I try to. I want to read because they say like it's the best way to learn and like you know improve your writing style. But then sometimes I'm like. I can't read this. Like, I, it's making me feel awful. I can't read this. It's so good. It's so I good. And I'm like, never going to be that good. Yeah, I'm never going to be that good. Yeah, it's just always- too good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This question is kind of similar. So do you like read? How do you deal with like, if you get like a bad review or maybe there's like some other setback or the sales aren't good or like, how do you kind of keep yourself motivated in that sense? Well, I'm not like the, have you seen that TikToker where she's like making fun of a four-star review? Have you seen that? Oh my God, a four-star review is good. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> There's like some author who's like making fun of this four-star review and I was like, but yeah, I'm not. I want a four-star that. review. Give me the four-star review. <laughs> <laughs> but um, sometimes if I get like a three-star review, I'll like look at it. I know you shouldn't look at reviews, but I'll look at it and it does make me feel a little bad sometimes, but then I try to take the personal part out of it and I'm like, okay, like this is where I can improve on. Like sometimes they give really good criticisms and it's like, okay, like next time I can do this. Like I can incorporate this into my writing, which I think is good. Sometimes it does make me like depressed for a whole day. (laughs) Three star reviews are fine because that's like the middle. Technically, yeah. half of five stars is two and a half stars. So if you're That's three stars, true. you're still above average. That's true. That's true. I think I only like because three star reviews, I think it's when they start to like give you some criticism. I feel like yeah. four star and five star, it's really mostly like, oh, I just really like this book, you know? Right. But then I think three star is where like people start to get a little bit more like critical, like giving you like more like, um, yeah. I guess advice sometimes. And so then I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll take this advice. Some of it's not advice, but some of it's advice and I'll take that and, you know, and use that. I don't read two star reviews. I don't, I don't read anything below three stars because yeah. it'll just, I think it'll really mess with my head. Yeah. I like when they like write something though, because I don't like when people review, but they just put like the star rating there and like, they don't oh, yeah. but, like, I don't like that. Same. I'm like, I want to know what you didn't like. Yeah, like, tell me. Yes, I want to improve. Like, tell me, please. Yeah. They never do. They don't care. Yeah, they don't care. Uh, okay, so what is your kind of end goal with writing? Is there like a certain number of books you want to have published or like which kind of your goals? 
Um, I don't have like a certain number of books. I think I just want to have all my stories out there. I have like a document and I have like nine pages of story ideas. Oh my god, nine pages! Yeah. <laughs> wow, good for <laughs> you. That's a lot. Story ideas. I want to write all of them. So like, at some point, I want to like, I just want to write until I don't have any more stories to tell. Yeah. And then that's like my goal. I don't know if I want to be like a bestseller. I think that scares me. To be honest, I just want to be like low key. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Do you want to? Would you, if you like got the chance to do like a traditional publishing deal, would you want to do that, or you want to stay like indie? I really like indie publishing. I like yeah. having my own control over it. Maybe I'm a control freak in that way, but I like choosing my own cover and like, yeah. you know, having control over my story and where it's gonna go. So I don't know if I would, but. I don't know if the opportunity presented itself, I, I might, but I don't know. Cause I, yeah, I don't know. Okay. What about you? What about you? About me? No, this interview is about you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. Um, I also like indie publishing because I like to be in control of everything. So I, I, yeah, probably, I don't know either. It'd be hard. It'd be a hard decision. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. It'd be hard. Let's go into our little rapid fire round. Yeah, just just give me a, a quick whatever you think of answer. Okay. Uh, what hobbies do you have besides reading and writing? Video gaming. Are you playing the new Zelda game? Oh no, no, I don't play. I don't play much. I play. Oh, like, okay. I play like uh, like I play Animal Crossing, like Sims. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, Genshin Impact. Yeah. Oh, but, okay. That's fun. Okay. What is one of your favorite books that you've read? My favorite book is Twilight. I'm so sorry to everybody, but <laughs> it's your favorite book. What do you mean? <laughs> I love Twilight so good. much. Good. Good. <laughs> but you think the movies did it justice? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, good. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what is your favorite time of day to write? Oh, nighttime. It feels moody, you know? Yeah. Uh, what do you listen to music when you're writing and what what kind of music do you like to listen to when you're writing um it depends on what i'm what book i'm writing but right now the book i'm writing i'm listening to classical music nice yeah but other times i'll listen to like heavy metal that's like for yeah Bible you gotta be in the mood yeah whatever the mood of the book is i know yeah. <laughs> um, so what is your biggest pet peeve or trope that you don't like to see in a book that you're reading miscommunication <laughs> yeah it's so annoying <laughs> I hate it. like go talk to each other it's gonna be fine <laughs> yeah please just talk to each other <laughs> and then what is a trope or a theme that you want to write about but you haven't written about yet uh, friends to lovers. I think okay. that's it's so beautiful. You know, yeah. you start with friends and you fall in love. Yeah, I want to write yeah. that. I feel like that's also more realistic than yeah. enemies to lovers because I thought they were enemies. Why are they lovers now? <laughs> yeah, I love enemies to lovers, though, but yeah, I agree. Sometimes I just think about it and I'm like, why? Why is it like this? <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to kill each other. Now you guys yeah. love each other. <laughs> yeah, like, mm, what happened? <laughs> All right, back to the regular questions. So what advice would you give to someone who's just starting out as an indie author or they're thinking about publishing or if they're kind of on their start of the journey? Definitely, I think research publishing like a lot, like make yeah. sure that indie's the way you want to go and understand like how much it might cost. I, I definitely think you should like research that first. And then um, 
writing just in general, like I feel like people take so long on their first drafts and everything. I feel like just write, just set time every day to write, write as much as you can in that time period and then move on to the next day and just keep writing and then eventually like go back and read through it. If you're always reading through it and editing as you go and changing things as you go, it's going to take forever, you know? So yeah, you got to like, you got to write it all out first. Yeah, that's for sure my problem. I literally like, I go back and read so much. <laughs> and, and I still edit it after I'm done with the drafts. Like, it's still a first draft in my mind and it needs to yeah. be edited. But I literally, like, if I'm not motivated, I'll, like, start writing. And I'll be like, oh, remember that scene from up there? And then I'll scroll up. And then I'll be like, yeah, this scene. And then I'm going to read it and I edit it. And then I'm like, oh, no, I'm supposed to be writing. And then I go back down to the bottom. <laughs> like, I just go back and forth between the top of the draft and the bottom of the draft because I can't focus. I think it's good though that you're going to a scene that like motivates you that you feel like was really good and then you go back to writing. I think that's good. That's true. Okay. All right, good. <laughs> Do it right. <laughs> as long as it motivates you, you know? Yeah, like I always get more motivated when I go because sometimes I'm like, I don't know if you feel like this, but sometimes like especially towards the end of books, I'm really bad at writing the ending of books. Like I get like all the plots and then like when I gotta like tie it all together at the end, I'm always just like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like so, like, I sometimes I get, like, it's so hard for me to, like, the last two or three chapters of any book I've written, it's, like, it takes me so long. Like, I don't want to finish the book. I don't know how to finish it. Like, I just don't want to finish it. I'd rather, like, be writing the action scenes in the middle and whatever. Like, yeah. I hate everything. So, literally, when I get to the end of the book, like... I try to get motivation by like reading the beginning where I like liked the book more because it was like action. Like, I don't know. I feel like the ending is boring. I don't know. It's just like it's just the end. You're just happy ever after or not. That's like very uh, boring. So I don't know. I hate ending books anyway. <laughs> um, okay. So what other projects do you have coming up? I don't have anything really coming up. I'm just writing a book called uh, "Death Brought Me Seaside." And it's about a girl who is suicidal and like her suicidal ideations are basically like a a shadowy monster that's like within her. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she like moves to a fictional town in Maine and in order to like, because she wants to be there when she dies, like because she wants to, you know, die. And it's basically about how like her whole life people have told her like, it'll get better, it'll get better. And then at this point, she's like, it has never gotten better. So like, why would it? But really what she needed was, like, support, like, a supportive community. And so, like, this small town is, like, this really great, like, community. And then she, like, basically, like, not gets better, but, like, it's more manageable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's people who love and care about you. And so, yeah, that's kind of what the story is about. But, yeah, I'm still writing it. That's cool. That kind of reminds me of... um... There's this movie with Tom Hanks called A A Man Named Otto or A Man Called Otto. Uh And it's kind of like that. It's like this elderly person who um, he like lost his wife because just because she was old, I think. And so he's like basically suicidal. And he like literally throughout the movie, he's like trying to like kill himself throughout the movie different ways. But like then he meets like there's this new neighbor that moves in into the like plane up place next to him. And she's like very friendly and outgoing and she like has these little kids and stuff and i think she's pregnant at the beginning of the movie and so like she keeps coming over to his house and be like oh can i borrow some milk oh 
can I borrow some flour? Oh, can help me. I need to learn how to drive. So he just like gets involved with this family. And then he's like, at the end of the movie, he's like happy again. And like, you know, wants to be there. And it's, it's, it's really, it's really heartwarming. It's a really cute movie. I didn't know that this movie was. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe I shouldn't write this book. Finish writing. Oh, write the book. I'm just, it's a cute movie. I was just, it just reminded me of that. Oh, no. Write the I book, just, though. Well, yeah, it's a little, di- it's kind of similar, though, actually, but it's a little different. Yeah, so. you got a shadowy monster, you said. That's different. Totally different. That's true. Totally There's different. a shadowy monster. Yeah. It's different. It's, it's fantasy. This one's not fantasy. Yours sounds like maybe fantasy-ish with the monster. I don't know. <laughs> it's not, it's not, I guess it's not really fantasy-ish, but it's, yeah, I don't know. It's a romance kind of-esque book, but, oh, okay. um, yeah. Yeah, there's no romance about- <laughs> in the movie. Totally different. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's totally different. <laughs> Every plot's the same, actually. So it's fine. You know, I really thought about that one time because if you think about it, like anything that could be a story is a story. Like, you know, and so, or like at least like elements of a story. So, like, I feel like everything that I'm going to produce is somebody did something that's maybe similar, like at some point. So, I thought about that one time. I was like, is it a unique story? Is it though? (laughs) I would ask myself that. There is no unique story, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You'll you'll do it your own way, and then everybody will like it because of that. Yeah, and some people like reading like um the same plot. Like for example, like I really liked the Love Hypothesis, and I also really like Love on the Brain. And people said, "Oh, they're like very similar." I'm like, they might be similar, but I love both of them. So you know. yeah, and if you like that type of story, then yeah. you'll want something that's similar because you like that type of story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's about all I have, actually. We're going to wrap up now. So tell us, where can everybody find you? Are you going to be at any events? What's your social media? Tell us. My social media, I have Instagram and TikTok, and they're both at BiancaKGray.author. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, and I don't have any events or anything coming up, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know, now, now that you're in New York, there's... I'm sure there's so many events. Somebody else I was talking to that was on the West Coast was saying that she was bummed because all the like big like author, like indie author events are on the East Coast. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I guess I never, I didn't I didn't, I never really thought about that. There's like not as many on the West Coast, she was saying. So now that you're in New York, now you can come to all the East Coast events. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> I'm, like, nervous, though, to, like, go to an event. Like, that scares me. Oh, my God. I went to my first event um, in May, Imaginarium. Oh, congratulations. And thanks. And it was terrifying. I... (laughs) It was a great experience, and I learned, and I... But literally, like, the the poor, like, the first... I told this story before, but, like, the first person that came to my table, like, I feel bad for her because I just was, like, a deer in headlights. Like, she came up to my table, and I was like, oh... (laughs) <laughs> Damn. she like was like had my book already and so she wanted me to like sign it and i was like oh uh, hi and then i like didn't even say anything to her i just like signed her book i was like what's your name and then i like signed her book and then i got towards my husband was like you kind of like asked her like where's she from how is she doing and i was like I'm, I'm sorry to that first person again that came to my table i'm sorry <laughs> i'm in the exact same way <laughs> i did not know what to do i was like um why are you I, like in my mind i was like why is this person here like oh my god they have my book people read my book what what is this what is she crazy <laughs> it's like, that's how i would think too <laughs> but i agree it's very scary to go to events i have social anxiety and stuff so it's like really bad <laughs> so bad yeah i have really bad social anxiety you do? I, yeah. 
which is like sad because as a writer, I was like, yeah, I could, it's like a solo hobby. Like, you know, you're just writing by yourself. And then once I published and I had to like market and like talk to people and do stuff, I was like, I don't know if this is the hobby for me. That's how I feel too. I'm like, this is a lot of social interaction online. I don't know if I can do this. So yeah, and that's why I'm bad at social media. Like I literally only post when I'm like about to publish a book. And I'll post like if I'm on vacation. I'll post like my vacation pictures. (laughs) Cause I don't know what to post the rest of the time. Like I don't I don't know. I feel you. Really bad. Anyway, I'm glad they're on the same page. All right. Well, that's all I have. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. It was so nice to talk to you. This was so fun. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining me today on Behind the Writer. Make sure you're following our Instagram at Behind the Writer Pod for all the latest updates and previews of the guests to come. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.